What exactly does a body scan show you? Should you be using a body scan to track your health and fitness goals? Are fitness and health facilities buying or renting these? We discuss all this and much more on the upcoming podcast. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I am your host, Steve Walshuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. On today's episode, I have on Cameron Haynes, not to be confused with the famous bow hunter with the same name. Cameron's last name is spelled H-A-I-N-E-S. Cameron is a personal trainer, but now he has shifted his business model into mobile body scans. He rents these out to gyms and different health facilities. We're going to go over the business aspect of this, which I thought was really cool and interesting, but also the use of these machines. What is a mobile body scan? How does it work? What are the metrics that it shows us? Are they accurate? Are they important? It was a great conversation. With no further ado, here is Cameron Haynes and I. Cameron, thank you so much for joining the Truly Fit Podcast. Why don't you give my listeners and audience a little background on who you are and what you do day to day in the fitness and health industry? Yeah, for sure. Firstly, thanks for having me on. Um, I in early this year, I sold my house, which actually had my studio. So I'm no longer completely in the fitness industry. Um, but prior to that, I'd spent 12 years as a personal trainer, progressing from my low end commercial gym where I was an employee all the way through to building my own hundred and something square meter facility um, that was purpose built for exactly what I wanted to at my place that I, I ran about a hundred clients through. Um, these days, I'm solely focused on my body scan business. So while having that studio, um, I acquired body scan machines and we now hire those machines out and across to other facilitators um, across a very wide range of customers um, in terms of being able to supply these machines to try and help the public. I am really intrigued about the business related aspects of this, but first let's take a step backwards for the audience. Let's do a body scan 101 here. What exactly is it? Can you explain the technology? What does it look like? Uh, what are the metrics that are associated with it? Yeah, that's a, a huge question, um, partially because it comes down to which technology you're talking about. So I guess the briefest of overview, most people know about DEXA scans, which is an image um, that is taken via an X-ray style situation. It's not what we do, but is probably the most commonly known of the body composition perspectives, closely followed by what our machines do, which is called bioimpedance analysis, BIA. Um, it uses a frequency to test different uh, densities of tissue through different frequencies that sends through the body. And each machine is different. So our machines, the InBody 570 machines, which we aren't the owner of the machines, we buy those machines from InBody themselves, which is a worldwide company, um, has five different frequencies. Um, and the idea of those is that it is able to get a wider range of, of information back. So a scan on an InBody 570 is a 40 plus parameters. Um, there is a lower grade machine, which does, I think, 20, 30 parameters. And then there's a higher machine, which is pretty much like a CT scan. So it just depends on which level of the machines you come through. In terms of um, the technology, sure. the way that they Keep actually work um, is it's all done through electrodes. So you're holding on to electrodes at your feet and electrodes in your hands, um, which is on a machine um, that then sends the current through and it, it tests the density of those tissues. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I mean, I, I know what that is. I don't know if the listeners do, but you know, at first I thought a lot of the body scan machines were almost like a uh, like a tanning bed with a lot of uh, more aspects of the the technical uh, and electronical inputs as opposed to just biological impedance. That's that's interesting. So, um, given that these are, would you consider them handhelds? The smallest ones. 
Um, so a really interesting question, I guess it leads me down a different path, but most of the handhelds are the one that a lot of people have at home, just a basic scale um, that you would step on. Normally you only have two electrodes and that will only test a portion of your body. So the handheld ones that you can hold in your hands will only test your upper body and the ones that generically a lot of people have at home, um, even like the Fitbit scales, all those sort of things, they actually only test the lower half of your body. So the machines that we run are about four, 35 kilos or 70 pounds, somewhere in that range. So they're not, they are portable. Um, and that's part of our mobile perspective is we transport them to different locations, um, but they are definitely not handhelds. Handheld devices are, are definitely nowhere near as accurate as more situated or, or um, physical devices in that way. That's interesting. Yeah, I did not know that. Uh, I think the most gyms will have that handheld uh, biometrical impedance where you're just holding it and you're, and you're gripping it. Uh, my understanding was that uh, it, it was not always accurate, but I didn't, I didn't, I never heard that it only went through your upper body and not your lower body. That's, that's really interesting. So the easiest way to think about it is you can only get that impedance back to electrodes. So if you're only holding onto electrodes in your hands, the electricity can only run from one electrode to the other. It's like, if you think about it in a, I guess, um, Newton's perspective or that sort of thing, or electricity perspective, it's not actually electricity, but easiest way to explain it. Um, as far as I understand, like with the in-body machines, it sends the current from, say, your right foot to your right arm and your left foot to your left arm. So, like, it does, a, it does it in a certain pattern that it's able to then test all of those tissues in a much more extensive way. I imagine that these machines get better over time, right? So whatever ones you were using six years ago are not as good as now or not as good as maybe six years from now. You can tell me if I'm wrong. But if that is the case... Is that your pitch to gyms to say, hey, listen, why would you buy a machine that's going to go bad in six years when you can just rent them from me and I'm going to have the most upgraded version? Uh, again, it's a tough question because realistically, the technology hasn't changed a lot in terms of what you're actually standing on. It's really software. Um, so the software gets better. The information gets better. The technology in terms of how that impedance is created and, and done gets better. Um, so our main pitch of why people and why I would personally never buy a machine if I knew someone doing my model, and that's not because I run this business, it's the truth, um, is the machines stay non-active for a lot of period of time. And they are very expensive. Like we're talking 30K Australian roughly for ours or I think like 22 a US sort of thing. Um, so there are a lot of ex capital expenditure. And the biggest thing I noticed from that is all of the sales techniques from these companies like do 10 scans a week and you can make your money back. They forget about the staffing time. They forget about the all of those things that come along with it. So when you can condense the scans, e.g. if you hire for, say, three days, you can tell 100 customers, okay, we have the machine for three days. And if even if you got that back on a monthly basis and you got most of those people through, you would end up making a hell of a lot more money charging average rates than having a machine in the studio 24 7 partially because the machine's not always there when this business started um i gave a machine to a friend um and we did a per scan deal pretty much how the business eventuated from and my scan rates the following two or three weeks were like three times what they're normal because the machine disappeared people all of a sudden went oh i missed the scan i couldn't do and so that created the urgency that created the perspective of it's something that i can do at this time instead of it always being available to them. Let's say I'm a gym owner and I don't care about the finances. I think it's a good idea, but I'm not sold on 
why the metrics matter. Maybe I don't have a background in kinesiology and anatomy and nutrition. And I, and I, I say, Hey, Cameron, why do I need this for the people who come to my gym? What is the scientific benefit? What is the, the overall benefit that my personal trainers can pitch to their clients on why these are important metrics? One of our slogans is um, the relative, you know, the, the number on a scale is relativity to gravity. So if we look at the metrics and we look at the basics of what people think, um, it's normally on a scale number is what they're looking at. When we look at body scans, we're now looking at this from a whole different level. We're talking metrics that are completely trackable, muscle mass up, down, water masses, circumferences, bone mineral contents, segmental analysis, so like left and right arm, right and left leg, all of those things. All of these, depending on how the machine is used, can be used as part of retention. It could be used as part of satisfaction. It can also be used as trying to help someone transform their thought process in terms of, I put on two kilos since starting training. Well, what happens if you put on two or three kilos of muscle mass, a kilo of water and lost three or four kilos of fat mass? It's a very different dynamic than just saying this person didn't change in weight. And that's part of the reason I got the machines was my studio was rehab and we had a lot of people that were, I guess, complex cases. So we wouldn't see a lot of transformation in terms of like this 20 kilo weight loss. We still had those stories, but not as many. We had a lot of 20 kilo body co like uh, composition transformations. So people going up in muscle mass, increasing their water through nutrition benefits, uh, food choices, all of those things and really assisting those clients in making the best choices for their health in comparison to just being so figured on a BMI scale or just basic um, body weight. Yeah, it's a great answer. And I think people first associate this with maybe somebody who's stepping on stage as opposed to the other uses it could have almost more of a medical sense where if you have a client who has uh, osteopenia or something, right? And you're, and you're looking to help him or her and they're a senior, it's good to be able to have all these metrics to know that the work you're doing is, is actually succeeding. 100%. And again, it's like one of the best examples that I share um, with people that I do these games with. It's like I've got data from one of my close friends um, and who was an employee of mine who had two kids. We know what her body composition was pre-kid, like pre-kids, um, quite substantially. And then we have information just pre her first child, second, and now post. So you're able to use all of this information and, and create a system and a dynamic that we know what works for them. And e.g. for myself, if I want to put on muscle mass, I know the training I need to go and do. If I want to try and lose fat mass, I know the training I want to do because I've got the metrics to back up when I've done certain protocols, what happens on the other side. And again, that's where it can be great for to have a machine always accessible. But there is also a perspective of depending on how regularly um, people want to scan. I offered this free of charge to my members because I was in the high-end range. Um, if you're asking a, a fee for this, all of a sudden you're not going to get someone wanting to scan every single month or every two weeks, for example. It's going to be more quarterly or something in that standpoint that they want to do it. Let's go over the business model now. Are gyms paying for this in a monthly sense? How many times these are used by the amount of people they have at their facility? How does that work? Uh, we just run on a per scan basis. So we do have a delivery and setup fee for people that are a long travel distance from us. Um, but the basics of it is it's per scan. So if you complete 20 scans, we would bill you for 20 scans at the end of it. 
I'm very much about a positive hire for our hiree is a positive hire for us as a business. We, of course, love to see big hire, like big scan rates, um, but I'm also about supplying these machines to people that may not actually be able to afford them. If you only have 20 clients, there is no way you're going to put $30,000 into a machine to sit there that you would never recoup your money from. So we range from a high range all the way through to life coaches and that sort of stuff. So um, our, our slogan's information for everybody, um, and we really just stand by that. I think you might have mentioned this in the beginning, but just to go back over it, do you actually own the machines and then rent them out? Or are you sort of a third-party intermediary who works with these gyms through another company? No. So I completely own these machines. They are my machines um, in that standpoint. We buy the machines off someone. Um, so there is hundreds, if not thousands, probably millions of in-body machines across the world. Um, so the supplier themselves sell them out to everyone, but we're facilitating that through our own business with the machines that I own. Do you have any stats on how frequently these body scans are used in gyms? Is it one in three gyms have this, one in 10, one in 20? I don't have particular stats, but it's it's they're pretty widely used these days. Um, they've become super popular because they have been in the challenge aspect, like the before and after. Um, I've seen, sadly, this, this industry decline a bit because people have been pushed into these machines and they haven't been serviced. Um, and that's one of the things, again, that I've seen from my side, because if I'm a business owner, I've got this expensive asset sitting there that I'm putting monthly repayments into, um, and I'm not getting scans, well, what am I going to do? Probably discount it. I'm going to offer less service. I'm just going to push people through it to make sure I get my revenue. Um, and again, that's where I think this model works much better. If you just only had it for three days, um, you can also set up your staff and everything else to be in that way where the machine's only here for this period um, and people can skip scans as they need to and you don't have to discount it. You can truly value and offer a service that goes along with it. Do you have an employee that is there to help with the both, I guess you'd say the hardware and software components of this, or is it really that easy where you can just deliver it, maybe teach one person at the facility and then they can handle it on their own? It is, it's pretty simple. Um, we like to try and give, uh, and we do offer this as part of our service, a training session with whoever is gonna use it. We can do that through Zoom. We can do that in any way possible mainly because I like to share my knowledge and my perspective of thousands of scans that I've seen and done um, to make sure that the client on the other end is getting the best service possible. But it is extremely simple. There isn't a lot to do with these machines. It's really understanding the information. And I would like to think that as an industry in fitness or in nutrition, any of those sort of things, that everyone has a base understanding of what's muscle mass, what's fat mass, what's water levels. Um, so it just depends on the service size, like level. I've seen people charging $30, up to $150 for these scans, um, purely because of the interpretation is really where that value comes to the customer. And again, our model is not about the interpretation. It is about providing the machine to the location so they can do the interpretation and offer the services they please. Are there particular brands of these machines, obviously the brand you use, but uh, that you do feel like maybe do a better job than other brands? If you don't want to call other brands out, you can just tell me good brands rather than bad brands. Yeah, so I definitely believe in InBody. Um, I would not purchase currently any other machine. Um, in the research that I did, they display and are very transparent in my perspective 
on all details. Like you can put male or female, it doesn't matter. It just changes the parameters, like the, the printout, for example, it doesn't actually change the data. Um, there is other brands, which I'm not going to mention that I know of that have um, questionnaires and that sort of stuff prior. Um, they don't tell you how many impedance levels they use or how many frequencies they use. So there is a lot of different things. And sadly, I think that's also part of the decline or partial decline in all industries is that we get people that are about the, the cost perspective. Again, there is in-body is at the top end. They are expensive machines, but I believe you pay for what you get in comparison to some of the cheaper and basic ones on the market. What is your personal plan to expand or, or is there not one? Do you think that you'll have people working underneath you also doing the same thing, just like you would as a personal trainer at, at a gym who who's the head of a gym? Or do you think that's that this is not possible given the, the type of business? Geographically, I'm definitely not going to have a studio here like a lot of people do. Um, we just we live in a small town now in that standpoint. If we were in Sydney or something like that, one of the major capital cities, yeah, you could do it. Um, for me, where I see this going and what I'd love to try and be doing is franchise possibility or even license. So helping people that have got these machines utilize them better. Um, again, as I saw for myself, there is no reason that the machines can't go through be transported or do that sort of thing. We're also supporting a lot of franchises these days. So instead of them purchasing a machine for say five locations, they can get us in and we can service those locations on a, on a, reg, on a regular basis. Um, so there's many different levels to the business and I'm currently in the beginnings, I guess, um, in some ways, because this year's definitely seen it transform and move in a different direction than possibly thought start of the year. It's probably this is probably less of a question and more of just a statement that you can respond to, but, but I think there's a, there's like a nice novelty in these mobile businesses. Uh, at the gym I used to work at, we had a mobile cryo that came uh, once a month. And because it's only there once a month, because you have both the, the sort of the time restriction and the novelty of this thing not always being there and it's kind of new and fun, that, that people were always keen to sign up for it. And the list was always very long. So I think that's an, it's another really cool aspect to the business. Hugely. And again, like I would, when you look at cryo and stuff, I, the benefits come from regular use. Um, so where these machines, it's really irregular. And that's, I guess, the biggest standpoint. And from my business perspective, um, if I looked across my membership base, when I was offering it to them for free, we would get maybe one scan every month to, to, to every two months. So across 100 people, if you do the maths on that, that's not very many scans a week. Um, even if you're looking at a average gym in a, like in Australia might have a thousand members, 200, 300 active members, it starts to become quite a small number. Um, and that's part of the process. And again, I agree with you when it's got a novelty, when it's got a set time and space to it, you will definitely, or definitely in my experience, you see higher ratios and scan perspectives. Yeah. And you look at the type A personalities who, whatever, let's say on January 3rd, they took this and they know you're coming back on February 3rd. They're looking to see if any of those metrics improved. And then on March 3rd, yeah, you're looking 100%. to see if those metrics improved, right? So you get you get these people, and I, I mean this in a good way. I'm not, I'm not saying this from like a salesy no. perspective, like you're trying to coax people into doing it, but it allows people to continue looking at their metrics on a you know, sort of a, you know, a timely basis. One of the funny things in terms of what you just said as well is people set out with intentions, right? They say in the next month, I'm gonna do all of this. Um, and they don't, 
And sometimes it's actually the best point to scan. Like I I'm not, haven't done as much training as I would like to be doing in this year, but my muscle mass is increasing. And that's purely because I'm doing more yard work. I'm doing more things. I only know that because I, I test reason, like regularly in some ways. Um, but it's also about understanding those ebbs and flows. Like if someone truly puts in a six, eight, four week, whatever the period might be of hard training, having this data allows them to truly understand if they've actually got something out of that period. So there's a lot of different ways it can be used. And I guess that's part of the business is that we're facilitating and we're allowing the hiree to do as they please with it, whether that be offering it for free, charging for it, um, offering it as a before, after for challenges, or literally just offering it on a monthly basis um, to allow their customers to do as we just discussed. It seems like you were connected in the industry, having been a personal trainer prior to jumping into this, but is that how you get most of your business? Do you have a strong sort of SEO and website? How exactly do you get clients for the most part? Uh, we're building that part of it. So at the current time, it's generally people go through our website, they're looking for it, they're sourcing it. Um, we're doing a lot more cold outreach and trying to help because there's not a lot of people that understand that our business model exists generally in Australia. And in my standpoint, someone goes with the machine, which I highly disagree with because that's me interpreting at my level of knowledge upon someone else's client. I don't know if that person is their training style. I don't know any of that sort of standpoint because it's a short appointment sort of thing. So um, I think there's a massive rapport behind this and an ability for the individual that knows whoever's scanning um, to give the information. It's definitely less valuable if it comes from an outsider um, than it would if it came from the actual trainer of that client. That's interesting. I never thought of that, but it makes a lot of sense. Both from a psychological standpoint, they are going to, they, they already have earned the trust of the client, right? They work together. So they're going to be able to explain to them why it's important and they're going to believe them. But also, like you said, from the knowledge standpoint, if you start using terminology that is above their pay grade, for lack of a better term, uh, you know, they might not be interested because they think, oh, why do I need this stuff? It seems, it's, this seems too sciencey. I'm not worried about that when, when in fact the trainer can dumb it down on behalf of the client. 100%. And the other side of it is just actually third-party information. We all know as, as anyone, right? If someone comes and tells me a story and then I pass that story on or that perspective on, it doesn't get fully passed on. So um, unless you're sitting there with, like, if I was to do it, and I have done it, like I've presented to a group, um, but I'm presenting to a group with their trainers there to be able to answer the questions. And the other side of it is I'm not the authority in some ways. Like the authority can come with inside the facility and it creates a better standpoint behind the business because all of a sudden that business is offering. And again, this is why people purchase the machines and put them in their own studios. Um, but again, we're just offering a twist on that where they can have the machine. It's under their branding. We don't even need acknowledgement of our perspective. Um, we're doing that B2B sale in comparison to going B2C. Is the software also an app? Is it just on the desktop? Uh, how, how, does, how does that exactly work? So that's, a, that's an in-body proprietary thing. Um, it goes onto their phones or an app, um, but there is also a back-end website um, that the hirees of ours or people that have look in-body web get to. It doesn't have to be run. Um, the reason we run it is one, it supports our business, but also two, I believe the client, as they're paying for it, they should be in ownership of their data. Um, one thing that really peed me off when I used to send clients out to studios, unless they got scanned on the same um, machine, it wouldn't have their data. So InBody's looked at that and they fixed it via the app, but also now 
whether you scanned here in Australia, here, there in America, as long as the backend system was there, all of that data would come back to my mobile phone and I'd be able to compare it in any way I wanted to. What would you have done differently on this journey? Anything from business to marketing to finances to whatever it is that comes to mind that you can pass on to other fitness entrepreneurs? Um, if we look at it from like purchasing the machines, I, I definitely looked into the story that came along with it and I definitely gained a lot of benefit from having machines. I would never offer them for free because people don't um, respect the information that comes to it. If I was to do it again, I would have some sort of fee charge to it because there's a lot of time involved and knowledge to be able to do that. There is also a perspective of my communication to my customers, whether that's currently right now or previously that I would change a little bit in the aspect of doing what I'm doing now, try and share why these machines and what can be there for them and how it can benefit them in comparison to just saying, let's get the data so we can make some changes, helping people truly understand that this is not a judgment, I guess, is one way that I've seen it come across that it's more about how can we develop a technique and a perspective for you to get the most out of your health and fitness, but also track it in a way that we're truthful. Do you think any of the certifications are going to start pushing these? Like, So for example, let me give you a rundown of like the National Academy of Sports Medicine will tell people how to measure their clients, right? Whether that's using calipers, whether that's using some sort of you know regular measurement tool, uh, and they'll go through why it's important, but they've never really talked about body scans. Do you think that will happen eventually? I truly don't because it, it, it's going to be then they'd be pushing a, a certain brand. Um, and I don't think they could really get themselves into that. Saying buy skinfold calipers, you can go buy skinfold calipers. It doesn't really matter um, or go buy a tape measure. I, I truly can't see how that would come together because, again, each of these brands that own these machines offer different information. So each of them have their own certification and perspective that comes with them. I just can't see how an entity could push that. Yeah, that makes sense. This has been fantastic information, Cameron. Let me know where I can find more about not only your business model, but maybe more about you personally, anywhere you want to send the viewers here. Yeah, so the best place to guess, get in contact or to do any sort of conversation, and I'm happy to share some of this knowledge through calls and other stuff, is uh, through our website at mobilebodyscans.com.au. Um, we, of course, have our own social medias and stuff at Mobile Body Scans on most of them. We are Australian-based, so it's Mobile Body Scans Australia on Instagram, I believe. Um, but again, it, it comes down to reach out through the website. Happy to have a conversation and spread this word perspective. I'm about supporting this industry. And at the end of the day, I really want the clients to be the people who are benefiting from this, um, as well as businesses being able to offer this without having to, to fork up the capital. My guest today has been Cameron Haynes. Thank you for joining the Truly Hood Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform, and feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.